All right, guys. Brianna Chicken Fry hosts a plan breed because we got high in BFFs, uh, Barstool Hello. Icon, Angry Orchards Enthusiast, and yes. uh, a legend herself. Uh, <laughs> just extremely appreciative to have her. And um, yeah, thank you so much, Bri, for, for taking the time. Of course, I'm excited to get it going. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I was just curious, like, take us take us through the day of Brie. Like, we see it on, on social media a lot, but in your eyes, like, take us through your day and your, and your daily routine of, of, of Brianna. <laughs> okay, I feel like a lot of people on social media, it looks like I just wake up and go party every single day, which I wish that's what my life was. But I, I kind of like work a nine to five with Barstool. I wake up. I guess I can kind of wake up whenever I want and go into the office. It's a little bit lenient, but I go into the office like mostly every day. I record uh, almost every day. I'm hanging around the barstool office with my friends. It's kind of like a kind of like a college dorm. It's a right. uh, it's a fun. It's definitely <laughs> a fun office. It's not like your usual nine to five cubicle shit. But uh, yeah, that's what I do. I travel a lot now and. Uh, I just really fuck around and record all of my life and it's turned into something that so many people love to watch and listen to. And I'm just kind of rolling with it and seeing where it takes me. No, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Cause like you talked, we talked a little bit about this uh, before we started recording, but like you, you were, you're from Boston, right. And then mm-hmm. you moved to New York and that must've been a crazy transition alone. Like what was your initial uh, like impressions of New York? Are there sometimes where you're like, man, I miss Boston? Or uh, what, what are your thoughts on, on New York so far? So, of course, when you first move to New York, it's like this huge, exciting thing. You're like, oh, my God, I'm moving to New York City. And it's like supposed to be like this magical place. New York is the most like overrated, overpopulated, overhyped place. And I do, I have my moments with New York. I'm like very bipolar with it. There'll be some podcast episodes of mine where I'm like, I fucking love New York. I want to stay here forever. And then like the next week, I'm like, I want to move home. Like this week, I... I was posting on my Instagram story how depressed I am and how much I hate it here. And I went in to record BFFs the other day and Dave was like, are you fucking okay? And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you just went on a depression rant on your Instagram story last night. Like, do I have to do something? Are you all right? And basically he was just like, all of us here at Barstool really come from Boston and we've all been through the I hate New York. I want to go back to Boston phase. And you just kind of have to get used to it. It takes years. They were like, it took them five years to get used to New York. And they were basically just like, suck it up. Uh, you're right, here right. and you, you got to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, at least like Dave's from, from the Boston area. So he can, he can relate to that a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's just probably like crazy for you too. Cause like I've been listening to obviously your podcast and a little bit of mm-hmm. your story. And like you went to school in Ohio and mm-hmm. then like quarantine happened and it just seemed like you were like, screw it. I'm, I'm going all in, like get the offer from Barcel because Barcel reach out to you. Right. And yeah. Um, so, so what was like your initial reaction of that? And maybe your friends and family's reaction when you decided to, uh, <laughs> to make that, that move. Yeah, it was crazy. When they first reached out to me, it was 
over Instagram. It was a DM and they had found one of my TikTok videos that they liked, which was me just being hungover and being gross. And I thought they wanted to post it on the Barstool account, but they actually just wanted to talk and, and uh, see if I wanted to fly out and meet everyone there, see if I would be like a good fit for an internship. It was like completely, I hadn't, I couldn't even believe what was going on. It was like furthest from my realm of my life. Like I was in college. I was barely doing social media. I had made three, three or four TikToks that had went viral. And then all of a sudden Barstool's reaching out to me. My family didn't even know what it was. My friends, of course, are from their mass holes. So they're like fucking Barstool. Yes, you got to do it. You got to go. They're like, want to know everything about it. And here I am like, of course I knew what Barstool was, but I didn't know exactly how big it was and everything that was involved in it. I just kind of thought it was an Instagram page and it was Dave Portnoy. And, uh, I ended up there. Uh, my parents were a little bit iffy about me dropping out and going to move to New York. But at the end of the day, when they saw like a paycheck coming in, they were like, Oh, this is like actually a job and you don't, you don't need us to pay your rent, then go for it. I mean, follow whatever you want to do. And it's kind of just been a great support system from them. No, I mean, absolutely. I mean, are, are, do you ever like wake up and you're like, man, I'm in shock. Like I have over a million followers on TikTok and um, I believe like over 200K on IG. Um, like talk about that growth on like social and like just looking back on your transition into Barstool, not knowing what it's going to be. And, and now like becoming like the, the main characters, I guess, like of the company <laughs> now, like talk about that. Yeah, so it's still till this day, it doesn't feel real. And I feel like I'm just one, one of the very few on social media who's just like really grateful. And because I know that it could be taken away at any day or like, you know, anything on social media could flop and podcasts could flop and all of it could be gone in a second. So I really try to appreciate it all. But when I first started growing, it was, it was the craziest thing. But what really like shocked me and what still blows my mind is like, being out in public and being stopped for pictures and being stopped everywhere. Like in Martha's Vineyard, I like, I couldn't go a step without a girl coming up to me and being like, are you Brianna chicken fry? And sometimes I'm like, I don't know. Am I like, this is fucking wild. And that's definitely been the most like overwhelming and just shocking part that people like want to stop me and talk to me. It's crazy. No, it's crazy. I mean, do you enjoy those like encounters or is it kind of like, sometimes you're like, man, like I kind of just like wish chilling, like, you know, like I kind of <laughs> just wish I could just chill. And where is it kind of like a sense of like, cause I, I feel like everyone are like, I'm, I just recently graduated college and like, mm-hmm. I feel like everyone looks at like the social media space and like people that have such a large following and they're like, man, like that'd be awesome. Right. Like that'd be, but I feel like including myself, like sometimes I don't understand the responsibilities that come with it. So, I mean, do you, like, what's, like, is it worth it for you? Like, do you enjoy those encounters? And, um, like, what's, what's yeah. the change in responsibility? So, for me, I already have super bad anxiety. And uh, when I, so my demographic is 18 or maybe 17 to, like, 24-year-olds. So, every time I go out drinking, there's at least a pack of my followers in any bar that I go to because my demographic is girls drinking in a bar. So, whenever I go out, I know I have to like prepare myself to 
be at least a little bit there to talk to people. Like I can't really just get completely fucked up with my friends and be an idiot because there's always someone watching now. And I think that's kind of the, the scary part, but I think, I think there's like a line that sometimes people cross. I don't care if you come up to me and take a picture. Like these people are why I have my platform and I love talking to them, but you know, some people are a little crazy with it. They're a little touchy. They ripped me away from my friends. Like when I was in Florida at, it was, um, it was Memorial day weekend. We were out at a bar or whatever. I literally got like taken away from my friends and lost in the middle of a bar with a swarm of girls. And I had like the biggest anxiety attack. And I think just people don't like recognize and realize that people on social media are still people. And, I try to talk about that as much as I can on plan Brie and just kind of remind people that like we're real people too. And we have feelings and yeah. you can't just grab someone and rip them away at a bar. I think that's the most overwhelming part. Yeah, no, definitely. Like I was listening to, um, like your podcast and Martha's vineyard and um, mm-hmm. like you and Nick and you guys like, yeah, like we were just eating and all of a sudden like people like come up and you know, like that's tough, you know, like I've, again, like people always glamorize, like, all this attention Mm -hmm. and I feel like like that's a big sacrifice that comes with it like are there any other daily like routines in terms like creating content and grind like sometimes the the uh like the things that come with it's even harder so um like is there anything in terms of like strictly like content creating that that has been an adjustment for you you're always on your phone you're always on the laptop like Mm -hmm. I mean we talk about that like in terms of like strictly like creating content and obviously like the results that have come with it. Yeah. So obviously when I first started, I wasn't doing it because I necessarily had to, I was doing it because I was just making fun videos. I didn't have to, you know, meet a quota and make a certain amount of videos a week. I was just putting out content whenever I wanted. And now when it turns into a job, you are constantly thinking about what can I make this out of? Like, what can I make content out of when I'm on vacation with my friends in the back of my head? I'm always thinking, well, this would be great for content. Let's say that again. Let's run it for a video. Let me turn this into a skit. I feel like it's definitely changed the way that I think. And people are always like, you're always on your fucking phone, Brianna, like live in the moment. I'm like, well, this is my job. And And what's crazy about social media, I think people think it's uh, like the easiest job in the world and, uh, you know, you don't have to work, but it's 24 seven and it's definitely overwhelming. But I mean, I think you have to be a certain person and you have to have a certain, I don't know, mentality to do it. And I think I can do it and it's fine. But a lot of, a lot of the time it's stressful that you, you think you need to be a step ahead of yourself and you're wondering if the next content you make is good enough or if anything's going to be good enough, you're going to plateau and you're always wondering about follower count and stuff. It's definitely a stressful, stressful situation to be in if you can't think of content to make. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I can imagine like, is that a piece of Barstool that many don't understand? Like, what does it really take to work at Barstool? Is it is it really about, is it very results driven where it's like, if you don't get the views, if you don't get that kind of viewership or that following, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe it's not a good fit, right? Like how, how dependent are they on that? And like, maybe something like that, we don't know and what it takes to work there. Yeah. So with Barstool, Barstool is one of the most supportive and, um, understanding groups that I've ever been involved in, or just companies in general, there's a lot of 
a lot of the part of Barstool and working at Barstool is they don't help you. They don't guide you. They're not there to hold your hand. They give you the platform and they give you the tools and it's up to you to make it work. That's what they, like the first day I got hired, uh, I had my meeting and they were like, this is all up to you now. We're not going to tell you what to do. We're not going to help you. No one's here to guide you. We give you the platform. We give you the tools. And uh, if you can do it, you can do it. So I think at Barstool, uh, it's very much, you have to get involved. You have to mingle with other people in the office. You can't be off doing your own thing. And it's very, um, it's very competitive. And it's, it's, I feel like a lot of people probably don't see that from the outside, but on the inside, even people that have been there for years, uh, I mean, you're still competing to want to be the best and make sure you have the views, you have the listens. And, uh, at the end of the day, there's so many content creators and we're always worried who's coming in next, you know, are they going to replace me or are they going to be better than me? And I think that's what keeps everyone on their toes. And definitely at Barstool, I don't know anyone at Barstool that isn't, you know, have having a fire under their ass, just trying to make the best content they can. No, absolutely. And like, I feel like what's crazy is like when you talked about like, yeah, the new creators come in and and stuff like that. Like, it's funny because like two years ago, like the podcast or the show was like Call Her Daddy and Mm -hmm. everyone was talking about that. And like, in my opinion, um, like I feel like BFFs and your podcast as well, like Plan Bree and and Because We Got High, like those kind of shows are taking over now. And like, like props to you guys, like for, for taking over that void. Like, do you feel like with caller daddy leaving did that provide more opportunity for you did you feel like or do you feel like it was um like a big challenge for you Dave and Josh and or or Rhea or yeah um well for for me and BFFs uh we started it before Alex had left um Barstool she's still somewhat involved in Barstool but the podcast is on Spotify now but with her leaving definitely there's obviously this huge hole now that has to be filled. I mean, she was the number one female podcaster in the fucking world. So it's definitely, it's almost, it's like a weight on our shoulders. It's like, who's going to step in, who's going to be the one to fill it. And I think BFFs has done like a tremendous job at just grabbing every, every demographic from like every different angle and just tying it into one and definitely being there to, you know, fill the gap for caller daddy. And who knows who's going to be, who's going to come in next, but I think BFFs, it's it just, it's been blown out of the water and it was the randomest podcast and the randomest thrown together thing in the world. Yeah. I mean, uh, about, yeah, no, I mean, for sure. Like, it seems like you really enjoy it too. Like, cause you, you said you like started out as, um, like kind of on the side role, right? Mm-hmm. And then you really got more involved. Like, how, how do how, how do you enjoy it? Is it where does it rank in your in your podcast? Like in your favorite podcast, I guess. Um, BFFs is definitely definitely up there. I mean, it's definitely the coolest one that I do, only because I get to meet the people that I get to meet. And, you know, I get to travel, and also coming in my first year being at Barstool for like under a year and then working, having a podcast with Dave, I got pretty fucking lucky, I would say. And, uh, I think that has definitely like changed my, I don't know, ranking at Barstool. I think it's definitely helped me get up the totem pole faster and it's put me onto a new audience. And I'm just so grateful that I randomly got ripped onto that podcast because I still don't know how the fuck I ended up on it. It's crazy to me. Yeah, no, that's nuts. Like what were, what were your first impressions of like Josh and Dave, like 
what was that like intimidating at first or were you like let's roll with it like this is gonna be dope yeah so I'm very very good at hiding my nerves and like pretending that everything's fine but everyone's scared of Dave like when you first work there all the interns like the horror stories all the old stool scenes of Dave just ripping interns apart in new hires like I was horrified uh he couldn't have been nicer he couldn't have been more welcoming but you know my first episode of BFFs was the first time like me and Dave actually had spoken so I was horrified I didn't know when I should talk when I shouldn't meeting Josh I was less scared just because he's younger than me and I know he's like this mega star, but he's the chillest kid I've ever met in my life. Like I I'll go to war for Josh. He's the best, but uh, definitely one of the most intimidating things I've ever had to do in my life. But I acted cool. I pretended that it was all cool and somehow it all worked out. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, both of them, like, honestly seem so chill. And like, what's kind of cool from like my perspective is like all you guys like seem so chill and like so real. But like, especially with BFFs, it's kind of like so drama driven, like kind of mm-hmm. toxic sometimes. Like, what is it about like that space that that interests like you guys? Like, I know with Josh, you just naturally grew that following. But mm-hmm. um, but like, what about yourself? Like, what is it that that interests you, I guess? Yeah. So with me and the TikTok world, I mean, it is insane how much TikTok has changed social media. I think TikTok has changed Instagram. TikTok has changed YouTube. TikTok is social media now and everything, you know, uh, surrounding it and all the people on it have, have just changed the game completely. And for For me, I just wanted to get involved in it and be a part of it somehow. And with Dave, which is funny, is he at first and still, I mean, to this day, really has like no idea about TikTokers, has no idea about the drama. But when he gets involved, he's so genuinely in it and so deep in it that like he cares about it. And he's like, well, what happened with Ness? What happened with Jaden? Like, what's going on? Like, he's so into it. It's just like once we get into the world and into the BFFs drama, we're like locked in. And it's the only thing we care about. And I think that's why it makes the pod so good because it's Dave, an older guy who really has no idea what he's talking about. So involved in it. Me, a female TikToker who's just like kind of more edgy than Josh trying to get involved. And then we have Josh who's in the middle of all of it. It's like the perfect trio and it makes the perfect balance for the pod. No, a hundred percent. Like what, are you guys tight off camera or is it kind of like, you guys are all like obviously very busy. Is it like, hard to like kind of chill off off the show or like what are some of those conversations like and I don't know like I'm curious like you guys chill a lot like are you guys actually BFFs I guess (laughs) yeah I mean well we are super super busy but what's fun and I think what has like helped our relationship and made the pod better whenever we do in-person pods it's usually like a week-long thing and we'll record for two days straight from like 7 a.m to 9 p.m and we'll just bang out a bunch of guests and then for the rest of the week we'll just all go out together and chill and hang out and we won't talk pod shit we'll just actually be friends and like get to know each other. And it definitely helps the chemistry of the podcast. Um, I would say we're all actually friends. Uh, I don't know, Josh and Dave, I feel like are actually BFFs. They talk a lot, but uh, no, like Josh knows a lot about my personal life. Uh, I know a lot about his and Dave too. I think we couldn't really do the pod and it wouldn't be as successful as it is if we didn't actually have a relationship. No, for sure. Um, Like, in terms of like the actual interviews done on the show like are there like are there guests that you had that were 
that were your favorite or just in terms of was there one guest that you felt like was a little bit more awkward than than others and like I mean is there anything that comes up to mind for you or yeah, um, there's a lot. I feel like each guest we have is just completely different than the next or the last. But for me personally, I think the best interview that we've ever had was Jeffrey Star. I just think the chemistry was so it was so surprising and it did so well. And he bounced off of all of us so well. That was definitely my favorite ever. And I think um, everyone that listens loved it. But some of the the weirder ones or the awkwarder ones, I remember we had Fletcher from Hollywood fix on and it was like one of the worst pods we've like we still talk about how fucking awful it was it was the worst episode we put out like he gave us absolutely nothing here he is like the drama Hollywood like know-it-all and he came on and he just wouldn't say anything he wouldn't talk about it we thought he was gonna come on and like talk shit and he just completely blew us off but yeah that was definitely one of the weirder ones um we but we just have so many like different guests we went from Bretman Rock to Cody like Cody Cohen Noel Miller and then like beauty gurus to YouTubers it's just it's such a mix of guests yeah I mean what what like what were your thoughts of like Nessa I guess like yeah yeah that was crazy that was definitely that was the I would say explosion of BFFs is all of the drama that happened with Nessa and Jaden uh like to this day, Dave still doesn't want to say Jaden or Nessa's name in front of Josh, which is super funny. Um, I think Josh handled it very, very well. Um, but yeah, all I'll say is I'm always team Josh. <laughs> yeah, no respect. I mean, that's a, that's a tough situation. And like, you guys, you guys are like one big fam. Uh, yeah. We so. gotta, we gotta stick together. We, we gotta take Josh's side. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Um, what about like that interaction with like Josh and um like Dixie? Like that that episode was like pretty funny, and I'm I'm pretty sure you commented like it was like you were like something's fishy going on here or something like that. Like yeah, they were talking. Yeah. Like did did Josh like talk to you guys about it after the shower? Is it like kind of yeah. like what- he was talking. So the whole part of the pod was just Josh and Dixie were talking about how uh, Heidi D'Amelio didn't really like Josh or like held a grudge about him. We were like, what the fuck is going on? Why, why right. are you holding a grudge? Uh, something right. fishy's going on. And uh, after the pod, he did spill some beans, but those beans are to be kept a secret. Let's just say there was right. There was something fishy going on. <laughs> no, uh, dang. I, I feel that. I feel that. I mean, respect for you keeping it low key. But uh, yeah. yeah, no, my room just like naturally getting darker by the second. <laughs> so I, I, I trust me, I'm, I'm good. But um, yeah, no, it's you're fun. good. You're um, good. Yeah, no, I was just curious, like, what are your like long term goals with Barstool? Like, do you feel like um, like that's something uh, like, do you feel like, you know, this is like the company you want to be with, or is this like, have you ever thought about that? I know it's still early, but. Yeah, I think about that a lot, actually. Um, Barstool is definitely home for now and has given me so much, but you know, I never know in the future if I could do things on my own or take it somewhere, not somewhere else. If, if I were to ever leave Barstool, it would just to be doing it on my own. But if I don't, Barstool will probably be home forever. And I absolutely love it. No, absolutely. That's, that's, that's awesome. Uh, I'm curious, like, um, are you tight with like Michael Gruen? Like, are, are you guys? Like- <laughs> Actually, yeah, I, yeah. I, 
I love Michael. He's definitely a character, but I think he has really, really good intentions and he's never, he's never been anything but nice to me. And I really, really like the guy. <laughs> yeah. As, um, no, it's, it's just funny. Cause I remember like, uh, like you guys were talking about like him and like, I don't know, Nessa was like talking about him. So yeah, he seems like, he seems like a cool guy, but, um, he's a character for sure. I yeah. think a lot, a lot of you either love Michael Gruen or you hate his guts. There's like no in between with him. No, definitely. Um, I, I do want to ask, I, I remember you talking about going into a boxing match. Like, it seems like you're, 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 you're itching to get in it. Maybe. <laughs> I am. I am. I would love to get into a female boxing match, but see, the thing is I don't have like anyone that I hate or that I have beef with that I would fight. So I feel like I need to start beef with someone before I get in, get involved in it. <laughs> is there uh, anyone in mind or? No, I wish, I really wish there was, there's not like one person on social media that I hate. There's a lot of like dudes that I hate, but uh, not girls. <laughs> there we go. I can fix the light. <laughs> there um, we go. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I don't want, yeah, I'm, not, I'm trust me. This usually doesn't happen. Like, of course, like this is my life. Like, but, it's good. Uh, it happened. I'm in my living room. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, I was, I had it like, I was thinking like, what do you think of like a Sophia Alex, like Cooper boxing match for Barstool? And then like you, you hopping in, like, would you, would you be down <laughs> for that? Like, yeah, I mean, obviously that would be fucking unreal. I don't know if in any world that would ever happen, but I would pay a lot of money to see that. And I would, I would get involved in any way, shape or form I could. That would be that would be fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, that'd be dope. That'd be dope. Um, I guess, I guess, um, to wrap it up, like, I don't want to take more of your time. So I really appreciate it. Um, no, you're good. I guess, uh, what are you most proud of like throughout the course of your career and your time at Barstool? And, um, are there any interviews that you hope to, to, to get <laughs> on on any of your podcasts moving forward? Or? Yeah, I think the thing I am most proud of is just, uh, I haven't stopped being myself and just not trying to be something that I'm not. I feel like a lot of people on social media, when they get followers or, you know, they get a huge platform or they work for Barstool, they try to be something that they're not. And it shows in their content. And I, I take pride in just being the same girl I was when I had 10,000 followers. So that's the thing I'm most proud of. And I'll always be most proud of, but for interviews and, um, things coming up, I'm, I'm dying to get Charlie on BFFs and I guess it's up to me. So Dave keeps putting that one on me. So hopefully we're going to LA next week or two weeks. Hopefully we can get Charlie on BFFs. That's So he's putting it on you. Like that's, that's your role. Yeah. I guess they, the, the D'Amelio's love me. So I guess it's on me to fucking get them on the pod. So let's hope I can do it. Were you the reason you got Dixie you think, or I don't know. I don't know. Um, Dixie, Dixie's definitely a fan of mine. I'm a fan of hers. We're like the same age. I feel like if she wasn't, if she wasn't so cookie cutter clean, I feel like she'd be doing the same shit I was doing right. Like right now, but yeah, I love the D'Amelio. So I hope, I hope we can get Charlie on BFFs. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, Brie. I know this is, I know this was last minute and I'm, no, I'm, like, extreme, awesome. I'm extremely appreciative of, of the patience and, um, yeah, let me know if I could ever be of support. Thank you so much again. And uh, yeah, let's get to it all day. Let's get Of course. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. All right. Appreciate it, Brie. All right. See you. Bye. Peace.